<sighs> well, that was it. The finale of Eidolon, Pop, and Rock. Mm-hmm. We did Season it. one, that is. Woo. I'm a fucking liar, everybody. We're doing a whole nother fucking year of this. What? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You're not getting Wait, rid of that easy. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, I, f- I, f- I feel like the ending was very clear and concise mm-hmm. and, and full of closure. So I don't think uh-huh. anyone has yeah. any questions or, like, concerns. Or yeah. Everyone knows what happened. It's a real yeah. uh, Deadly Hollows epilogue here. It was very straightforward, easy to follow, and I definitely didn't uh, cut the recording session in about half when I put the episode up. God. Can we all just give a big, uh, big, big round of applause for for Luke for doing that? Oh, yeah, the, the marathon edit. Yeah, Jesus. Let's all, yeah. Let's all just clap a bunch and make it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it'd be fun. That's the way to help clap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it let's is. Make this uh, one harder. I have had to edit uh, this podcast every week of the past year, and that has been a lot. It's really been a lot this past month because uh, we recorded four two and a half hour long podcasts. Uh, it, it, it took something out of me. Hey, um, Luke, can I can I have a request yeah. for this episode? Yeah, what's up? Can we all have the Gabe filter? <laughs> what? No, that's unlistenable. Oh, no. oh, I no, absolutely not. What's happening on this one? I am lining up those sync claps. <laughs> I'm running noise reduction. I'm hitting publish. I am doing zero work this week. <laughs> I hope you're all ready for pop raw. <laughs> yeah. I okay. You're gonna get to hear all the weird mumblings and uh, me coughing know, over here. Random asides, and also every time a car drives by Crystal's house that I normally cut out of the episodes. <laughs> Mine too, to be fair. You might hear um, a cat meow. As someone that looks at your waveforms every week, it's Crystal. Okay. <laughs> it's me. Mike, yours comes through pristine. I'll say. That is shocking. <laughs> this is car, rapidly turning by my into... window, I suddenly can't hear any of you, and I just it's assume. It's a postmortem. This is what this is supposed to be. This is turning into a, an airing of grievances. Uh-huh. Mike, you're, you give me pristine, beautiful audio <laughs> every week. The rest of you motherfuckers. Yeah, dogs, cats, me cradled in my hands, just wrong mics. Yeah, kicking my feet on the bed. I don't know. Uh (laughs) I keep you on your toes. I don't know what you want. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Crystal's got cars going by all the time. Zoe like gives me just like the tiniest whisper on her voice. (laughs) What? Turn. I'm a loud fucking bitch. Until you, yeah. When you yell, it's, like, normal for everybody else. <laughs> what the f- How? What? Your, your audacity wave files are so tiny. <laughs> I This is shaking me to my core. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. This probably shouldn't just be me bagging on all of you for an hour. No, it should. <laughs> in, in character, in character. You can tell a lot from a person by their waveform. Uh, there you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Quentin Brooks, you're here. <laughs> Who led you in? Well, Wait, I talk for a bit. I think you might have uh, got low pitched on us. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Oh well, no. Okay, never mind. Maybe I was just uh, having a Imagine. nightmare flashback. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Anyway, we did a whole season of an RPG podcast, and it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Some times were had, and I don't know, just thought it'd be fun to just have a, a cool-down sesh here. Mostly so that we can uh, build up a buffer for next week, next uh, season. 
But, you know, also because it's fun to just kind of decompress and talk about stuff. It is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. I got all my venting at you people out. <laughs> anyone anyone want to yell at me? Um, how dare you make me cry multiple times. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's not very hard to do, but still, how dare. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I do not have, like, an agenda here other than we've got uh, some listener questions. But if anyone had anything they wanted to talk about before we got to that, you know, we can I'm just kind of stretch our, stretch our legs here. Just have a chat. What's, what's on everyone's minds after the end, the thrilling finale of Idol on Pop? I think everything I want to say will be covered by these questions, TBH. Okay. Yeah. If, if, do we yeah. want to just jump to the questions? Though? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, it seems like a good way to kind of just yeah. springboard off. Yeah, yeah sure. I, so I, th- I think I think it might be good to do the questions <laughs> first, and then if we have anything we're, like, dying to say and couldn't find a way to squeeze in, we should... Yeah, that's end. fair. As someone that could ramble, so, I would like the framing. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. <laughs> you? Uh, so Mike, ramble? You, you Five-hour podcast, to- baby. <laughs> Mike, you sent me. You asked me to send everybody the questions in advance, which I did for most of them. But I did get several since I sent them to you that uh, we're just gonna have to answer on the fly. Oh, yeah. All right. I just didn't uh, want to be completely blindsided, you know. Yeah, you're not gonna be completely blindsided. Let me just make sure I've got all these. I should have like sorted these somehow instead of just trying to dig through my red emails to find these. Uh, let's see. Not that one. Post mortem question. Okay, here's the one I've got. Uh, this is from Morgan Adderley uh, on the Patreon. I recognize that name. I've said it multiple times throughout the year. Uh, let's see here. Uh, they've got three questions for us. Number one, if the Rock and Pop team switched, but their Eidolons had the same powers, what would the new names for your Eidolons be to match the whole Pop and Rock music naming convention? So basically, if you had to name your Eidolons after Rock songs instead of Pop songs, would they go? Why would you not give up this question so I could think about it? Because I didn't see it before. <laughs> okay. We can circle back to it if no one has a good answer offhand. Uh, fucking it's Seth Rollins theme, burn it down. There you go. There's guitars go. in that thing. You got it. Like, uh, what's a rock and roll song for your owl? So I'm actually gonna I'm gonna answer this question and another one we're gonna get later. Uh, yeah. Where they ask what would happen if we were members of the Killers. Uh huh. And uh, in both cases, it's gonna be all these things that I've done. Hey. Oh, that one's good. Yep, I like that. Uh, Ty, do you have an answer? I'm thinking of one. Uh, give me a moment. I'm close. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about uh, Crystal? Uh, there's got to be songs about, like, black cats and, like, magic, right? Mm-hmm. But I can't think of one. Witchy woman? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I, I, I'm just going to do this one. It's a Pigeon Pit song, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, hot knives. So in, in this version, Ursa would use way more knives than guns. Okay, okay. I like that. Um, yeah, Crystal. Think- <laughs> Black Magic Woman by Fleetwood Mac. Sure. Hey, Black Magic Woman. There you go. <laughs> I was thinking Back in Black by AC. <laughs> <laughs> Wildly different. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's at least better than, you know, going with a photograph by Nickelback. Yeah. Ooh, oh, should but you like, should have actually that done that, though. <laughs> oh, so when we were <laughs> working on uh, Alexis's theme, Maxie's original idea, because uh, Vivi is named after a Neil Cesarega song from, like, Mouth Moods or whatever, Maxie wanted to include, like, a bunch of samples and make it a mashup. And she tried at first to... Uh, like, mix in just Nickelback saying, look at this photograph over and over. And she couldn't get it to work. She got to the point where she downloaded 
free Vocaloid software to try and oh like make it go God. in like like the right key with the song, and she couldn't get it to work, so she scrapped it. Oh, can, Maxie's okay. incredible. Yeah, can we, really can we pause for a yeah. second? And because Maxie isn't on pop. No. We, let's mm. fucking shout her out for being goddamn so hell, incredible. Yeah. Maxie is so fucking good. Hell yeah, yeah. The fucking horse shit that I gave her for my character's theme. Mm-hmm. And that's I was like, can you make it sound kind of like craft work, but also kind of sinister? And oh, can you sample time after time in there somewhere? <laughs> and she managed to put anything together is amazing. And also, it's, yeah, put anything together would be amazing. Also, uh, James's theme is maybe my favorite song on the soundtrack. It's very good. <laughs> Uh, also, um, uh, yeah, like, no, Maxie is incredible. The duo of do being, not deserve her. Yeah, yeah, being nope. like good makes amazing music, but is also like a hysterical funny. player. Yeah. Like, fuck. Can I propose this? Maxie yeah. is frankly more talented than this podcast deserves. It's yeah. true. How do yeah. of us want to talk about our song, our theme song? How, do, how does that sound? Is that fun? Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Do you have sure. stuff you want to say about those who can't do? Yes, um, I do love it very much for sneaking and whatnot. Um, <laughs> I feel I I felt so extra adding for anything on that call. You're like, well, do you want more of this? And I'm like, I want it to be more trumpety or brassy. It needs to be funky. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. It's great. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's cool. Sometimes I do wish it had the fucking orchestrated fucking fighter one, but you know, it's a, it's good. I like it. It's chill. It's hey, you know what? Uh, we might need more songs for season two. So who can say? <laughs> Maybe Maxie has already made me some season two songs that no one else has gotten to hear yet. What you son oh, of a yeah. bitch! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, is there any way someone could get those songs? <laughs> Uh, you know, eventually there will probably be an Idol on Soundtrack Volume 2. I'm not making any promises, but that seems like something that would probably happen. Uh, did anyone else want to talk about their their theme songs? It's good. Mine's good. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's real good. It's it's very, um, Persona boss fight music. Fucking I hum hell yeah, it is. I F-stops to myself all the time. Yeah, F-stops... Very good. Yeah, and like the F-stop way F-stop is a fucking incredible pun, by the way. Uh-oh. I love that. Yeah. Oh, did we lose Fabby? Hmm? Fabby, can, can you say something? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Even on the casual episode. <laughs> Are you muted, Fabby? She was here just a second ago. <clears throat> ah shit well mm. it's just I, I've been bragging about how I'm not going to have to edit anything this week and now I'm going to have to edit this out <laughs> um, there we go I'm back hello hi hey. yeah 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 I never stopped okay oh, good cool okay I'm probably not going to edit that out. This is the kind of thing, no. this is the kind of hot behind-the-scenes content you normally don't get to see. I was very aware, so all I said on my side was, I think I disconnected, uh, uh-huh. so I'll be fine. All right. Uh, Fabi, do you have things you wanted to say about uh, uh, everything's fine forever? Uh, yeah. Um, so I was on my bullshit when I, when I was like, okay, so there are these two Mountain Goat songs. There are two versions of the same song. This is you, the song that's in the album. I hate it. This is the song that's, that's a demo. I love it. Put those two together, please. And yeah. she did. <laughs> uh, and the song itself is Going Invisible 2, which 
it's very different to what Ursa's team end up being, but it has that same vibe if right. you mix both of those versions. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, the thing I was going to say about F-Stop real quick was the way that Maxi ended up preserving the idea of, like, paying homage to Neil C.C. shit is that it's, you know, got a Will Smith sample in there from Men in Black, but then also it just has the baseline from the ultimate showdown of Ultimate Destiny. Oh, my God. <laughs> For fuck's sake. will blown my entire... <laughs> yeah, no, that's what that is. Being mad freaks over here. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Again, Maxi is perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I didn't did I skip anybody who wanted to say something about their song? I don't wanna I think I hit everybody. Yeah, I think you got us all. Alright, cool, great. Um Alright, I move oh wait, uh uh Ty, did you ever uh, settle on a, a, a rock song for your idol on? <laughs> Ooh, I like that one. Ooh, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I love long term titles. Yeah. All right. So we're still on the first email here. Question Hell two. Hell yeah. Uh, what would the dream Pokemon partner be for each of the characters? I feel like slow, and it's just Charizard, right? Yeah, it's just Charizard. Which is also Zoe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look, I talked about this with Molly earlier. I said. All of, like, at least for me, my Eidolon character is like a wrestling character where Sloane is roughly 60% <laughs> just me. Yeah, I was going to say, Sloane and Zoe same. have a lot of overlap. Yeah. Uh, Mike, who would, uh, who would James want as a Pokemon? I mean, roll it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, here, here's the thing. Like, that's that's obviously a starter, but he's going to catch a lot of bug Pokemans. You know? Right, right, um, yeah. Hold on. It's pronounced roll it. I thought it I was know. Rowlet the entire time. I I also say I, Rowlet. I don't Listen, know. I've never oh, no one, it out loud. No one knows. We don't. None of us watch the Pokemon anime anymore, which means we've lost the ability to know the pronunciation of the names. Oh. Rowlet makes more sense now that you say it. Like, but because yeah. owl. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Yeah. I was just worried. On this, I'm sure one way yeah. or another. Uh, Ty, what do you what do you think uh, Quentin's got as a Pokemon? <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, man. There's a bunch of every nefarious dark type Pokemon. I, I'm going to yeah. be that person. But yeah. Half dark type, half bug type. That's his thing. If that's a gym, yeah. he's got a bunch of spiders. There's, There's got to be a dark bug, but I'm, I'm blanking on what it is. Is there one? There must be, right? It's got to be some like fucked up mosquito or something. Yeah. He's doing a lot of fucking <laughs> supersonic shit. Yeah. Let's see. There are no bug dark Pokemon. I what thought the hell? so. Missed opportunity. Are there yeah. any ghost bugs? Uh, yeah, there's Shedinja. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, What's that fat- Zoark? The one that's like always a different one, but like oh a fake yeah, like the shape shifting one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one with like a pair of glasses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fabi, what about you? What do you think Ursa's got as a Pokemon? I mean, the same thing that. That uh, Zoe said, Ursa is a lot me. At, Ursa is a lot me at the beginning, and as things went on, I made Ursa her own person and very right. different. But also, um, definitely, Ursa would have a Teddy Ursa. I was gonna like, say, yeah. yeah, you have to have Ursa, Ursula, Ursa with a Teddy Ursa. Yeah, of course, with like a bow. Yeah, 
Crystal, what about Alexis? Oh, it's definitely going to be Litten. Yeah, that yeah. makes Fuck, sense. Yeah. Good pick. Do you know like how, how a lot of us just picked like fur? our Eidolons? Yeah. It, I mean, it I mean, burns yeah, away I... its old fur. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. It's complicated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 I've skipped somebody. I'm so sorry. I can't remember who I skipped. I did I skip nobody? No, you got everybody. Did you just right. envision? Like, did you imagine a fake extra member of Pop? <laughs> I think I must have. After having uh, those ten-person sessions, Luke, you... hey, it's choose... me, Bob. I'm the sixth player of Idol, and I've just they been no, six Bob, players no. in Idol Pop. One of them's been erased by the estate. <laughs> Who let Bob in? Luke, uh, choose an NPC from Pop. Give them a Pokemon. Okay, uh, my Stapleton. Go- my... Oh, Stapleton. Ah, uh, fuck. What would Stapleton have? Mr. Mime. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, you're right. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Got it. One. Question. Would it be um, standard Mr. Mime, or would he have the fucking weird, fancy Galler one? Oh, like Mr. Rhyme? Yeah. 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 Or no, yeah, it wouldn't be Mr. Rhyme. It would just be the the Galarian Mr. Mime that's like... The British Mr. Mime. Yeah. I like that for him. Fuck. I hate it. <laughs> I hate that his little Mr. Mime gets in his fake car next to him and drives him. <laughs> yes! He's a little freak. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I kind of I kind of regret making Stapleton so like uh hateable at first because he's just turned into a weird little freak that I love until I remember that he's like, you know, a shithead. Yeah. He feels like a Rude Tales character that has wandered into Eidolon, and I do enjoy that. Uh, uh, let me see what else. We got one more question on this email. Uh, did any of you guys have backup characters? If so, how did you, Luke, plan on introducing them? I think this is in terms of, like, did you have another character ready to go if your character died? No. No, no not at all. I don't think I did. No. Yeah. My, I mean... I did, and you saw her. Her name was Ursula. <laughs> right, sure. We'll get into that. There's a question talking about that. There yeah. is my, uh, about that. my backup character was Sloane Parker, who was originally a quiet, unassuming, shy student for about five <laughs> minutes. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you haven't met Quentin's brother, who doesn't like all this fucking around bullshit he does? <laughs> yeah, Benton Quooks. Yeah. <laughs> Quooks? He changed his last name too. I hear he spoils the broth. All right. Uh, moving on to a different question here. Uh, let's see. This one is for Rock. Oh, here we go. This one's from Grief Ninja. Uh, whatever did happen to Sloane's roommate? Are they doomed to spend an eternity at Walmart? Uh,. I mean, as of now, yeah, I mean, not an eternity, because the universe blew up, so, you know. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I feel, I feel bad for Abby. I, I feel bad for Abby, and I also feel like, going back to that episode when I'm, like, describing what happened, I have so much, like, disgust of everyone's like, oh, she's working at Walmart now, and that is not, <laughs> I'm not trying to shit on people that work at Walmart. Walmart was the first job I had out of high school, and it was the most miserable time I ever had, so that's what I gave to Abby. <laughs> the it's worst that, possible like, fate of, I can imagine. We kind of unintentionally your tour turned, of like, duty getting the at job Walmart. at Walmart into, uh, into like, being a bad end. to hell. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... Listen, we've been saying for 
uh, a long time that <laughs> just constantly mentioning the Abby tie you have makes it a Chekhov's gun. <laughs> And uh, it hasn't gone off, and I guess it can't go off now that the universe is yeah. Gone. No there, well. There's nothing left. No well. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. Ah oh, dang. <laughs> really, I can't wait for that like really pushy uh, uh, Second Amendment chick from like fucking episode two or whatever to come back. <laughs> Here's the thing. I do not remember this character that you all constantly. Oh, I do. I That's do. because she has like two lines of dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> I like you like, all keep like she keeps being brought up and I'm like when the fuck did that happen? Who is that? Like episode there, two. I, there is yeah. a point in episode three when James gets accosted by a shitty parody of the Kent State gun girl who asks mm-hmm. him like has a camera in his face asking if he loves freedom. Was it the <laughs> was the original plan like before we took things entirely off the rails as we are wont to do? Like wasn't she gonna be like the the first room we cleaned? She was gonna be like, yeah, basically the fucking like the Kamashita of this, where you were gonna go erase whatever is in her room that makes her such a piece of shit. It was also there was a point in time when maybe my ideas were broader and sillier for this show than it ended up going, <laughs> because the idea with her in the notes oh, no. is that she's the Kent State gun girl, but instead of caring a lot about gun rights, she um is campaigning against uh the unconstitutional uh. Persecution of dog fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is a funny joke that doesn't really fit the tone that the show ended up with. Not at all. That, yeah. I love that that thought exists out in the world now, though. Yeah, Yeah, would have been a much different show if she had been a real character. (laughs) And not just a weird cul-de-sac that didn't go anywhere. Hey, is this just a is this a is this a regular episode? Is it going to go on the regular feed? Yeah, it's going on the regular feed. For more insights like that on the story that did not happen, you should <laughs> check out the notes. You can get how do you get access to those notes? Uh, uh, you just uh, go to patreoncom playtest and subscribe at the three dollar level, and you get to read all of my GM notes. Thank you. You get to, for, you get uh, to read Luke get increasingly frustrated by his inability to predict <laughs> what we're going to do. <laughs> Those first few weeks were, uh, something, huh? You know, we had to find our groove, that's all. You know, okay, can I talk about that a little? <laughs> yeah, go for it. I've played games with Luke before, and I know yeah. that Luke can handle some ridiculous shit. And, uh-huh. like, for the first couple of two episodes, I'm like, okay, let's keep it normal, let's keep... But I was like, okay, let's do the elevator thing. And once I did the elevator thing, I was like, okay, cool. We all know this, this is what's on the table. You can literally just... Do some bullshit. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you have also... The games you played with me before have been play-by-posts, where I can take a week to think about how I respond <laughs> to a weird player action. <laughs> um, I think there's a question in here uh, about, like, me getting tripped up. I will say, be after, like... After the point where I gave you all, like in-game dog leashes in the form of Lady Luxa uh, poker chips. I, you know, that, uh, that, that sorted things out pretty well, I think. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Very good, that was a very good escalation there, though. But yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. I've got a question from Lucentia, a uh, Patreon subscriber. Cool name. Uh, yeah, Lucentia here. Love the show. Great job, everyone. I'm bringing it to completion. 
couple of questions to pad out your post-mortem runtime. That's not necessary, but we'll answer <laughs> do, them anyway. Do you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to start with a question for everybody. Uh, it's pretty common in role-playing for characters to take on a life of their own. Did anyone have an initial idea direction for their character which was different to where the game led them? Or were there any juicy backstory details which didn't quite make it into the show? Uh... Uh, Zoe, you were talking about, yeah, the idea for Sloane was pretty different. Oh, yeah. Sloane was going to be um, shy and quiet and, like, gradually. Honestly, it seems like, uh, Fabi, you and I kind of were on, like, because mm-hmm. a lot of the energy that Ursa had was kind of what I was picturing for Sloane. And then it all went away in about 15 minutes when I realized I mm-hmm. can't do that. Right. Um, but also, I came up with a whole big backstory for Sloane, like... Um, she's trans, she's from a super religious family, um, who is, she's now cut off from. They're also, like, rich, right? Oh, yeah, they're rich. Yeah, she, she, um, she's kind of quietly coasting off of their money, um, but it's kind of running out. Um, but none of this ever came up. I think the one Mm -hmm. time it ever did was when I, um, said the Lord's Prayer, um, for Gabe. Which I didn't actually do, because... That felt wildly disrespectful. Because you're not religious. (laughs) No. No, no, no. The one difference between Zoe and Sloane. Okay, there's more (laughs) than that. (laughs) Yeah? Like what? I... Um... (laughs) 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 Um... Wait, you're cutting... Sorry, you're cutting out? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The next thing you're going to say is, you're... You're not. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, did anyone else have like big like ideas for what their character was gonna be? That then you know once you started playing them, they sort of went a different way. Alexis was gonna be a little more like a character that Jeff Gersman tends to play a lot, which is like oh. a, a real, real conspiracy theorist type. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. But that that it didn't really go that way so much. I think right. she still has some Jeff energy, though. Like, the, the mm-hmm. like, you're like, fuck it, yeah, yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like I put it out with the, the Teoth monologue for Alexis. Her thing is that, yeah, she lives in a van driving around investigating mysteries, but also anytime anyone explains something to her, she's like, well, no, that's not it. It's gotta be something else. <laughs> that's wrong. No, what about Just, uh, my perspective? I think that's the one that's correct. Yeah, uh-huh. I think I've already figured out this mystery, actually. <laughs> um, we've also talked, Crystal, Alexis has, like, we talked a little bit about, like, her backstory and, like, her family life and stuff that I, that hasn't shown up in the pod. Yeah, should I say that here? Um, I guess I'll leave that up to you. I don't really totally know what's going to come up and what's not in the show. Well, I guess with things I've mentioned on the show that Alexis grew up in the woods of California, uh-huh. <laughs> and that at some point she uh, left her family and doesn't really speak to them much anymore. She does have 12 siblings. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. that that's Oh, that's a Twitter detail. I guess it technically wasn't on the show. Uh, and she has read a lot of uh, Burgess Ethelwolf Joseph's writings. Right, right. And that has kind of influenced her perception of the estate. A character I made up for a dumb joke at the start of the show. <laughs> and that you were so gracious to, like, try to rope into the greater mythology. 
I just Googled what are some dumb old-timey names and slapped three of them together. <laughs> Joseph, not so much, I guess. But, oh, Joseph it had to be because we agreed that... Jojo. Uh, well, that and just it was the Joseph University of North mm. Gibsonburg. Because we wanted uh, a university name that abbreviated to uh, Young. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, anyone else have any, like, divergences they want to talk about with their character? So, so the, th- the thing with James, James got weird. Because uh, uh-huh. my, my initial my initial thing was just, you know, I, I went with the mantra of James kind of sucks, and that was really the only guiding principle I had. Right. Uh, the thing is, combine that with the fact that, uh, like, more so than any tabletop character I've played before, and Luke, you know both the previous ones I've had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is sort of the most mundane, like, sort of realistic thing. It's just, like, a basic-ass 20-year-old college student. Right. And I just sort of, like, a lot of my own personal experiences, like, you know, filtered into that. The problem is, when when you're drawing for personal experience and your idea for the character is he kind of sucks, he just kind of morphs into, like, this character is everything Mike doesn't like about himself at some point. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, although that, that did kind of work out for the best, because... Um, just for the listeners, for anybody who doesn't know, I think I think when we did our first like introductions at character creation, uh, I gave my pronouns as he, him, and uh, that has changed since then. Yeah. So to have this character that basically yeah. at some point turned into everything I don't like about myself burned right. away and replaced with something more abstract, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. that was that ultimately proved kind of cathartic. Actually. Hell yeah! So Hell heck yeah! yeah. Aww. <laughs> Ty, what about you? Uh, okay, so, I don't know, this is gonna be weird, but I kind of had loose ideas for Quentin, I kind of had more, I think, yeah. on the, like, he's been in a thousand mix-ups and a hundred tales of weird, and I think that kind of fell by the wayside, I think, uh, sure. like, at some point, Ursa's thing, like, hit what I knew about Quentin's backstory, like, the one thing I knew is that he got taken advantage of, <laughs> right. and so as soon as that became, and I was like, oh, like that's the thing he's that's the thing he'll be good about. Like he's like not gonna let someone get taken advantage of. And then like kind of the character came from there. <laughs> it was like okay, well, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, a lot of that character like it's weird how you like discover things. I think of <laughs> like playing mm-hmm. off of all of kind of the other everyone else here. Um, so yeah, I think he changed a lot. You know, just in the course of play. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fabi, did you have anything? <clears throat> Um, I guess the only thing with Ursa, before we get into other stuff from other questions, is that she's very... At the beginning, she's very, wow, humans, I right. this is new. Like, And that kind of gets dropped in the first couple of episodes, where yeah. my own personality comes in. But also, I like, I think that, that scene with Sloane, I was like, oh, she's codependent. Okay, she yeah. she really wants to be loved. She really wants to be cared. And then I leaned into that because, like, that's some stuff I've always, like, struggled with and dealt with. And then be like, okay, this is how I'm going to go with it. This is this character turn out to 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then there's another question here for me. At what point was it decided that President Dracula was going to be a plot-relevant character? In the first few episodes, it came off as another goofy joke that the president happens to be named Dracula... Was he always planned to be a reality-twisting villain? And for that matter, was he always planned to be the same figure as the literary Dracula? So, originally the idea for President Dracula came from... I was coming up with ideas for the show and, like, the basic world-building stuff, and it got to a point of, like, well, 
I don't know enough about any real towns in Ohio, so this should be, like, some random town, like, that we make up. And I have a broken brain that works bad, so I was like, well, wait. Like, towns exist in the places they exist for reasons. You can't just, like, plop one down. It doesn't make any sense. But also, if, like, I put it in an existing town, like, you're displacing the real people that live there to replace them with fictional characters. This is getting... How does the, how does anyone write a story set in a version <laughs> of the real world? This is impossible. And I eventually, the way I shut my brain up was, all right, fuck you. These are stupid questions to be asking about a silly story. Um, the president is Dracula. So you can just write any details you want because we're that divorced from the real world. And that was the original only reason that President Dracula was a thing. That, and it was like a goofy reference to Dio from JoJo of like, yeah, somewhere out there, there is a, uh, fuck, there's Dracula here. Don't worry about it. Um, and I don't know, I think part of it was because Rock kept, I kept mentioning Dracula when I did the goofy, uh, state nickname monologues in Rock. And I was like, well, if he keeps coming up, it feels like he needs to be relevant somehow. And then I was talking to Ty, because my original idea of Quentin was that he was, like, the protagonist of his old story. And then I was like, no, 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 I don't want that. I want him to be like, you know, a side guy. And then that looks okay, well, I need to come up with a protagonist character. Oh, it's Dracula. It was Dracula. Okay, yes. And then it just kind of snowballed from that. Yay. <laughs> yeah, the whole root, the whole root of Quint was like, I always thought about like, what if you played Persona and you didn't level up everybody's level? Like, what if you got everybody except one dude that would die for you? <laughs> <laughs> and that fucks up everything. And I was just like, Yeah, yeah. What if this, yeah. So, like, that was the whole seed of Quentin of just like, Ah, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> uh, and literally nothing else about his past I had down. But he was like, He did the persona right. thing and fucking bailed. <laughs> and that's. Yeah, because my original notes for uh, Pop 17 were that um, Caroline was the one that was like, Hey, I'm fucking done. We've lost people. I, I don't, I. I want to stop. Let's go. Quentin, fuck Ron and whoever else. Let's just go. And it was like her memory had gotten erased that actually she was the shithead and not Quentin. But then you contacted me before and was like, hey, I really want to make sure that Quentin's a real shithead in the prequel. <laughs> so I rewrote it so you could do that. <laughs> Sorry. I love being a chef. No, no, no. It's fine. I love being a chef. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I love. Okay, here's a little thing with me being a huge nerd, but anytime I use social transmutation, it never worked. (laughs) And I, y'all just never did that. You were not doing the dumb thing Quinn's saying. And I love that the the first time I use it, it's to fucking fuck everybody over. So it's like, oh, pop crew, you're probably better not listening to Quentin ever. That's true. I do like that. What's great is like it. It never. It it rarely failed because you failed the role. It's just because we didn't do the thing you wanted us to do. Yeah, everybody gets the plus one. They just never want to cash it in. Yeah. (laughs) I think some people still have a plus one hanging around for changing the world through song. Oh, that, I mean, that'll pay them. That's a Chekhov's gun right there. <laughs> but I mean, they're all dead now, so they'll never get it's a true. chance to use it. <laughs> I distinctly remember uh, fairly early on, uh, we and the rock crew were, were were talking to each other in, in our Discord, 
uh, and each talking about things we liked in the other's campaign. And I specifically was like, Luke, I love the fucking Dracula bit. Don't ever explain it. I swear to God, don't make it a real thing. It's better if you just leave it unexplained. Yeah. <laughs> and then it became the most important thing. <laughs> yeah, I think I was already preparing to make it a real thing by the time you told me that. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I had a few different ideas for how to do it, because uh, I think one was that, like, I was trying to figure out what the most interesting way to go was, and, like, obviously I settled on, no, no, Eidolon Playtest is just a canonical sequel. It is technically not a sequel <laughs> to the Bram Stoker novel Dracula, it is a sequel to the Bella Lugosi movie Dracula, because <laughs> uh, Dracula's brides get murdered in the novel, and they don't get murdered in the movie, they're just, like, left hanging. <laughs> Uh, much like they've been left hanging here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, I was gonna be like, oh, okay, is Dracula, like, a weird lit nerd who, like, styles himself after Dracula? That's dumb. <laughs> that, like, that's that's too weird. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. Uh, is he just a guy who happens to be named Dracula that just gives himself vampire powers for some reason? Now, listen, just fucking go all the way. He's just Count Dracula. One of the thing about great things about public uh, owned stuff is you can just do a Dracula. Hey, out there, if you have a story, yeah. put Dracula in it. You can just put Dracula right in there. <laughs> yeah. No one can. Stop no one you. will stop you. Yeah. You can put Dracula and you can put Sherlock Holmes as long as he's cold and uncaring and has no warmth in his heart because that part's still copyrighted. <laughs> yeah, that's how copyright works, right? It actually is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because the fucking Doyle estate still owns the rights to the stories where Sherlock shows a little bit of conscience. I think that I think their law. We don't need to get into like attention, but I'm pretty sure their lawsuit failed, though, where they tried oh, to. Did it? Yeah, where they tried to say the. I thought they had until thirty three. Mm-hmm. Well, they're mm. they're very litigious. Regardless, yeah. I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't chance it. I mean, you can you can still go ahead and use Arsene Lupin and and and. Uh, and Herlock Sholmes and you're good. Yeah, there you go. If you break yeah, copyright, uh, Bells the Bog Frog is going to show up at your desk <laughs> and read your <laughs> rights. Uh, all right, I'm moving on to a different email. Let me see what else we got in my old question bag here. Was that um, two emails? No, that's like three. Okay, good. Maybe four even? I don't know. Uh, bu- 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 let's see. That's a feedback for a design session. Mm, that's also that. Bu- 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 you posted some in chat in case you can't find any. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's see here. Question for Pop Postmortem. Great session. Pop had such cool characters, and it was awesome to see them grow and change. The first fight in the records room was one of my faves. You guys were so creative in problem solving, and Lore hitting the angel with the train was amazing. <laughs> Question for anyone. If you could have one extra scene with anyone, NPC or player, any time in the narrative, what would it be? Like an extra conversation to tie up a loose end, or some shenanigans you wanted to do but would have messed up the flow. Great show, guys. Really excited to see what happens next season. This is Nubs McShouty from the Discord. Hmm. Yeah, any, any like, mm-hmm. scene you wish you got, like, a moment to, like, ah, I wish I could have had one more conversation with this person. I, yeah, I wish I could have something else with Caroline, uh-huh. probably. Yeah. Either in the past or in the, in the present. Like, that's just me hinting at things, but, like, I wish there would have been more there. At least one more conversation. I don't think they ever had, like, a conversation just the two of them. Yeah, That's I would like, have liked to have more Caroline thing. in there, too. It was difficult just because mm-hmm. she, like, 
having an extra party member around that I control was is difficult to juggle. Yeah, um, of course. So I couldn't like have her actually in the action very much. And then at the end, it was like, ah, we have a lot of work to get to to get to the finale. And I, ah, I'm, I just like was juggling too much and couldn't get around mm-hmm. to like getting a scene in with her. But I agree, I, one more scene with Caroline would have been good. Um, so there's there's kind of. I kind of have three answers. Uh, They're they're both pretty minor, though. Uh, One is I I would have liked to have had uh, a bit more one-on-one between James and Quentin. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Because I I feel like like we kind of sowed the seeds initially on James learning to loosen up by learning from Quentin's example and didn't entirely pay that through. Like, I mean, we kind of did because James's plan was like, you know... He, like took his cue from Quentin, like don't play by the rules, just do you know see what you're gonna do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was cool, but I do wish we could have gone into that a bit more. Uh, one isn't even necessarily a James thing, but kind of a character thing. I, I wish we could have uh, drilled into a bit more. Is uh, when James revealed that he was gay, like Alexis totally would have known that, and it made mm-hmm. her her leading uh, Ursa mm-hmm. on really shitty no, in retrospect. <laughs> And I, I don't know if that's unfair for me to kind of accidentally spring that on Alexis and, and spring, spring that on Crystal, sorry. Sure. But, like, yeah, uh, there was that. Um, the other thing is I do – I, I, I kind of wish the, the, the confrontation with Lady Luck where James burned his thing and Strix was born, I, I kind of wish that had happened sooner. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Because, like, I had that Strix. idea, like – I, I think I had the idea, like, right after we did 17. Yeah. Uh, mm. And, like – and like I, I, I guess I'd kind of been hoping that like uh, I would have sorted out the character like maybe before the finale rather than during. Sure, but uh, like I you know, kind of like the timing of it, honestly. Yeah, I, I, I think it worked out. Like you know, I, I don't, I don't want to get bogged down in woulda, coulda, shoulda, but like yeah, that was yeah. That's that's may, I that's maybe something I'm um I'm hoping to get to in 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 season two more is maybe flesh out Strix a little bit. Because he was born during the apocalypse and spent the entire time horrified and confused. Right, right. <laughs> and that wasn't what I wanted the character to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can yeah, can we refer to Stix, Strix as child of the apocalypse, though? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I obviously, the gut instinct is to say, oh, Abby, I, I want sure. to tie that. But I feel like that's not something that one scene could have really... Sure. Like, fixed. So I'm going to say I wish Sloane got one more garbage plate. <laughs> God. Wonderful. Fucking loose diner. Oh, God, I, I want to go to a diner so bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when yeah. we started this, I could have just gone to a diner. And now I can't. Yeah. Could you have? We started in, like, March. It was kind of already locking down. I w- no, we started recording in April. Yeah. Oh, wait, what? No, no this, this the this the show went yeah. live in April. We recorded in March. Yes, yeah. so. yes, you're right. Whatever. Yeah, by the time Lou's Diner got introduced, we were well into quarantine times. Oh, fuck you! I just want to go to a diner. I, <laughs> hey, I'm with you. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Pop started on Labor Day. <laughs> <laughs> Happy May Day, everyone. Yeah. Happy May Day. Uh, all right. Let me. Oh, Cactus do... Jack. When would want to hang with Cactus Jack? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. I did have a moment of like fucking uh, Kevin McAllister's parents in Home Alone after we finished recording the film. I was like, oh, we forgot to do a scene with Cactus Jack at the end. (laughs) (laughs) 
You know, he was around. We did see yeah, him. Yeah, he was in the pyramid, I, I think. He was I, in the wine cellar. He never moved from the wine cellar after oh, Quentin yeah. summoned him there. I genuinely do not. No, no, no we, we, yeah, moved, he went up in we the pyramid. moved He was him. there for the finale. Oh, you're right. I forgot. Yes, because you're right. Because of right, you're the, right. the portal. Right. I forgot. I genuinely do not know if you kept it in or not, but I would like to put it on the record just in case. That I had absolutely no idea that an Arizona pocket mouse was a real thing. (laughs) I thought thought that Crystal had come up with a very cute, very fun name (laughs) for a fake mouse. (laughs) And when y'all were just like, yeah, no, it shattered my world. (laughs) I'll say, just in general, uh, I assigned everybody characters for Pop 17, and like... Most of them were characters we'd seen a little bit of already, like Ron or Caroline. Obviously, Ty's still playing Quentin, and Fabi's still playing a version of Ursa. Uh, I gave Crystal, I don't know, be a funny little cowboy mouse, and she knocked it out of the fucking park. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I would die for Cactus Jack. I think everyone would. Funny little cowboy mouse. <laughs> uh, the one character I probably would have liked to see at the end is Joanna. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wish we all just got to beat the shit out of Joanne. <laughs> yeah. That would have felt yeah, bad. Uh, I don't know. Well, she probably, she probably died in all the mess. You know, who can say? Oh, no, no. Yeah. Rip Joanne. <laughs> She's probably just gone and won't ever show up again. Yeah. Uh. If there's one thing I know, it's that when one of the main villains of a story uh, just kind of disappears and there's no body, they're probably never going to show up ever mm-hmm. again. They're gone. Oh, yeah, like, uh, like Captain Phasma. Yeah, I guess we'll never resolve that hanging thread with her her name on the door. Oh yeah, yeah. That so we could have resolved that hanging thread. It just never came up because it's because that door used to go to Baraki Elzita, her dad, yeah. who would have shown up again if anybody had gone into the light room in the the death parlor, and it just never happened. Mm-hmm. He was hanging out there, ready to have a combo. Interesting. <laughs> Just waiting for someone. Yeah. yeah. He was he was gonna the fucking Colonel Sanders ass angel was gonna tell you all about angels and stuff. <laughs> I mean all of, like I'm the good. information I planned on conveying got conveyed in other ways, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just imagining when fucking Quentin goes there for the second time, there's just like a door that says exposition and then another door that says <laughs> fuck with Lady Luck, and he's like, Well, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know which way I'm going. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Ba-ba-ba. Did I do this one? Okay, this one is from 21st Century. There's a couple questions in this one. Uh, let's see here. Did you always have the erased people become shades thing in mind, or did that come about organically? Was Ursula always the sort of reincarnation of Ursula, for instance? So... Definitely mm-hmm. didn't like you and me, Fabby. Kind of worked that stuff out as we went mm-hmm. along. Episode seven was, I think, when I told you because when we started mentioning that, yeah, Quentin had a previous team and uh, shit went down, things went wrong, and I think in episode seven I was like, "What if did Ursa was part of it?" And then when we brought up the whole concept of being erased right it was like oh maybe that's what happens to you like you get erased and you become a shade yeah and that's what happened to ursa she used to be someone else yeah because the original idea i had for shades were just that they are like being like monsters made out of like one emotion 
um, mm-hmm. at their core or whatever. And they were just kind of, yeah, shadow monsters that lived in the, like, collective unconscious as just, like, avatars of emotions, basically. And then as we started to flesh things out and decided that um, Ursula should have been part of Quentin's team, it turned into they're not just, like, mm-hmm. spawned, uh, like, spontaneously. They are, when the estate erases somebody whatever emotion they were holding on to the most strongly is, like, the one piece of them that survives, and then they, like, build a new yeah. self out of that. If, if you out there, listener, want to this, uh, make your own shadow see, you need to combine the strongest emotion you're feeling and also your fursona, and that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is... <laughs> I've, I've mentioned it multiple episodes. There was an idea mm-hmm. that, like... Early on, when y'all were just uh, still working for the estate, but kept doing shit bad, as, like, punishment, you were gonna have to go, like, clean the, um, fucking menagerie. Menagerie, And there was gonna be, like, one shade back there who was, like, a bird guy named Avis, and his thing was that he was, like, a parrot, and he could, uh mimic you so well that he became you, and you became him stuck in the cage. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. That never That's happened, neat. though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's too bad we never got a cool bird shade. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, how do you feel about the in-game reaction to Quentin? Like, at points I felt bad for how the team was treating him. It's entirely understandable, but was there ever, like, a feeling that Quentin bashing was getting close to too much? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. Okay, so bef- even before we realized how much of a, uh, of a fuck-up Quentin actually was... There's actually one line of dialogue. I like that the Quentin batching is continuing well, now. Well, there, there's actually one line of dialogue that I that I gave that I felt really bad about, like after the episode went up, and like uh-huh. really even to this day, and it's it's the part where James says, "I'm surprised Quentin can even read." Yeah, that's and I was like, that feel, that was I was like that was needlessly harsh, Whole, like both yeah. in and out of character. I felt Ooh. bad about that line. I think, yeah, I, I can see that being needlessly harsh. I can also see there's versions of James that that line makes sense for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. Um, <laughs> I, I, how many nut shots did I take on Quentin by the end of it? I think it was mostly nose shots. No, it was, there were a variety there's of assaults on his person that I can. Slug did just start kind of comedy punching Quentin mm-hmm. constantly. Um... Which I felt bad. I I apologize to Ty, <laughs> like not Quentin. I apologize to Ty for doing it. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's definitely something that I maybe hammered on that particular punchline a little too much. Yeah, Ty. I was gonna say, were we too mean to you? But I didn't fucking do anything. <laughs> <laughs> were they too mean to you? Hmm. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. I think. <laughs> I was a pro- Ursa was appropriately mean. That's it. <laughs> no, actually, the whole point of this, I, I don't know. I have this weird thing about stories where I'm like, you can't all be cool. I don't know. If the lesson is you guys should respect authority and every teacher is good. Sure. <laughs> like, oh, okay. a Persona game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're not doing that. We're doing a Persona game, but we're not doing a fucking Persona game. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Teachers are fucked. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes they're just fucked. Like up. there was a legit point where I, you know me and you know where my politics are, and Alexis sure. starts forming a union. And I think like, 
Quentin should not be part of this. <laughs> Quentin is too self-serving and cowardly to go with this yeah. route and trying to find a better way. And like that right. was like when it kind of solidifies, like, okay, this has got that's his thing. He's like gonna bail. Yeah. And like, yeah, so I think the the, the anger was was justified and it's, I, I still love you all very much. And <laughs> I think I think maybe this the is biggest just because shame I'm watching with, a lot uh, of Adventure Time recently, but Quentin's got a little bit of Finn's dad from Adventure Time energy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let's rally the troops. We should go get them. You go on ahead. I'll catch up to you. I promise. Yes. <laughs> uh, if there is if there is one uh, uh, big shame to that kind of thing, it's that it's that Quinn wound up separated from the rest of the group so much, mm-hmm. uh, and that sucks because like like I love bouncing off of off of what Ty was doing. Yeah. Like Ty, like Ty, you're just you're fucking great at this. Like straight. Yes. Up. <laughs> Ty, you might be like the mm-hmm. greatest like on your feet thinker in this. In- mm-hmm. uh, no, not even might be. You are the greatest on your on oh your feet thinker God. out of all of I us. Feel, like I feel the entirety <laughs> of our pop session shows I am not. <laughs> I literally picked no, a so that's where the- I have to say stuff off the top of my head, and every time I'm like, "What the fuck did I just do?" <laughs> no, so that's the thing. It's beautiful because it like it it feels like you were just babbling, but that is what Quentin would do. So right. it works. Good. Yeah, I no, definitely I remember that uh, fucking salt circle gambit where it was just like uh, I genuinely lost track oh of, what, of what Ty's doing. God, like, but that works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Ty, I told you before when I asked you if you wanted to be a part of this, I kind of assumed you'd say no because I know that you are a busy guy who devotes a lot of his time to more important shit than a goofy podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited when you said that you were down to do this and you have been just such a great part of the show. I am very glad to have you here. Oh, thanks. Thanks everybody. <laughs> it's very good to not be responsible for two hours every day. <laughs> it's very good to not be like, I hope members of my organization are not saying dumb stuff on the internet. I hope. Right. <laughs> I hope I'm not winding up on any lists from, uh, you know, right-wing crazies. It's like, ah, I can be a weird shithead on the internet with my friends for 30 minutes. I love it. It's great. (laughs) (sighs) All right. What else we got on this? Uh, We have, I noticed the pop went to some pretty raw places overall. How did you all feel about that? Mike, I want to start with you because you're the reason we started adding content warnings (laughs) to these episodes. Uh, Yeah. Just... (sighs) I, I yeah, I, and I I kind of I kind of apologize for that, but also like ah. at the same time though that really felt like the only appropriate way for my character to react to that situation. Sure, mm. yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I, that, to be that clear, really I is... really have no uh, fault on you on that at all. I you know you were like you said you were being true to your character, and I think it went to a lot of interesting places. Yeah, I I, I do feel bad though, like. Just, and and the thing is, considering where like where kind of everyone went, I think we were going to cross that line eventually. But it still feels a bit weird to be the one that forced the issue. Like, you sure, know, uh, yeah. But at the same time, though, do I regret that character choice? Not at all. Yeah, like fight me. I I I I, no, I feel good about never. it. Never. Yeah, I mean, one of the inspirations for both like the RPG and this campaign specifically is. A video game about uh, a teenage suicide epidemic. Yep. So I mean, Persona Three is just a real light, jolly time. Uh, but no, like to me, that's just like yeah, that's that's the kind of the genre we're swimming in here. Um, but yeah, I mean, did, did yeah? Well, I, I don't want to speak for everyone else though. What do you what do you feel? Uh, I really liked it. Like, if I think back of my favorite scenes, are the scenes where I ended up crying around. Mm-hmm. Just or like 
we finished recording and I had to get on the call with my girlfriends and be like, y'all need to calm me down. I'm shaking. And like, yes, it's a lot. And sometimes it felt like too much at points. Mm -hmm. But I think it worked out well. And I'm really proud of the stuff we did. And like, I like stories like that. I like sad stories. I like stories that fuck me up. Sure. And I think we made one of those. Yeah. I I know you're thinking about the like... Ursula Shade fight here. Are you thinking of something else? Mm-hmm. Ursula Shade, uh, the stuff with even the stuff with um, uh, uh, with Zoe with Sloan erasing everything, and oh, sure. a lot of the, the Sloan stuff in general. Yeah, the one to uh, me that was like an early one. I was like, oh, oh, this is the mm-hmm. show we're making. Was the like episode four with like Abby's room? Mm-hmm. Like that's just like. It was very intense and very upsetting, and everybody is making bad choices constantly, mm-hmm. but you understand why, and it's just like, oh no, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I, um, I wasn't really, like, I was worried, because I haven't done serious acting shit since high school. Yeah. Um, and I thought this was just going to be a goofy time. Um, uh-huh. And then, um, and then I wiped out all of reality. Yeah. Um, but honestly, it was really nice. Like, um, like it, it's, and it's really nice to hear everyone else, like, be able to put, like, not all of themselves, but like, put that kind of like raw emotional energy into their very specific scenes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, I don't know. I've really enjoyed it. It was not what I was expecting going in, and it's um, I'm, I think it's very cool what our show has developed into. Yeah, I'll ask this in kind of more of a an introspective way, or or like a you know critical way. Is th- does anyone feel like there was a time? Because I don't check in with people really. I just kind of assume ah, we're all friends. We're all kind of on the same <laughs> wavelength. We know what we're doing here. Was there a time when someone was like, I kind of wish Luke hadn't done this, but ah, it's in the past now, I guess. I would say exact. I can. Okay. This is weird. This is a weird one. Um, okay. So not on pop, but rock had a lot of gunshots and gunplay yeah. early. <laughs> and I was like, uh-huh. oh man, this is a situation where I'm getting into a gunfight with cops is like tricky for reasons. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. like, okay, this is good. If, if pop goes in that direction, it can be kind of weird. <laughs> So that was the only thing I was like, okay, like, am I cool with, like, yeah. guns being a big thing in this? Um, but right. I really like... I'm I also sorry. had a point, uh, kind of in the last, like, fourth of uh, both podcasts, I'm like, I don't need to put in a gun sound effect every single time someone shoots a gun, probably. <laughs> People get it. <laughs> I, I, I do kind of mourn the loss of the fucking uh, Rock Cruise gun collection. Fucking you know, they, they got put to use. They all shot one man with all of them. <laughs> um, is it? Oh, Mike. The question was like, was there anything, any time where like you felt like I maybe crossed some lines or like went into a territory that you weren't super comfortable like oh, doing? Okay. But you know, hey, yeah, yeah I, no, you're fine. I think the stuff with Ursa, the whole like. Like shade, the whole weird racism. Sure, um, yeah. Which you didn't intend it exactly as racism, but that's how it ended up feeling, and that that's you know, yeah. 
you play what you know, so like that's the how I ended up receiving it. Right. And then like at the first, I was like, oh, is this? Um, should I say something? But then I was like, okay, no, actually, I'm gonna lean into this. Yeah, it was the kind of thing uh, where I definitely. Yeah. It was intended to feel that way, like in a very subtexty kind of way, and mm-hmm. it turned into a very like overt textual thing. You know, mm-hmm. like. There's a reason that Joanna talks like a Southern Belle. You know, she could have had any yeah. voice, and that's the one I gave her. Yeah. Uh, like, and, and uh, until about 30 minutes before she showed up, uh, she had, like, she was just going to be, like, a British butler. And I was like, ah, it'll hmm. be more fun if I do a goofy Southern accent. Um, but, like, yeah, it's definitely... It was something I was like, ah, is this getting weird to make this, like, explicit and, like... Ah, bah, we'll just go with it. <laughs> And I don't know, yeah. I think it worked, it worked out. out. I know there's, like, a point where in, like, I think the first time Quentin goes to Ursa, where it's like, we're not doing the Persona thing where, turns out, you just need to accept power. These people are right to call you. It's like, no, we are not doing that story. <laughs> <laughs> and like, if, I'm yeah. so glad. Cause that would have yeah. sucked, right? Yeah. That, that, yeah. And, like, I feel like I was like, I hope I'm not being too emotional on this, but, yeah. No. Right. Same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we I have. Mean, if anything, uh, part of the part of the fun of having a system for this is kind of addressing problems we have with the source material, both both for Persona and for JoJo. So, oh yeah, absolutely. I really like both Persona and JoJo. They're both same deeply problematic faves. <laughs> uh, here he go, Rocky has a lot of positive qualities as a writer, and he also um, hates women yeah. and dogs. <laughs> well. He definitely hated women. I think he's maybe gotten a little better about that in his later life, but still. I like how you doubled back on the women thing and didn't correct the dog thing. <laughs> the dog thing is true. He murders a dog by putting it in a box and letting it on fire. He has actually come and said, no, no, no. I don't know why everyone says I hate dogs. I adore dogs. That's why I have my villains always kill them to show how bad they are. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh god anyway uh then we have a question for zoe what yeah. is sloan's favorite hoodie sloan's favorite hoodie is um whichever one is within arm's reach when she rolls out of bed mm. in the morning that doesn't smell too bad uh-huh <laughs> All good right. answer good answer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> family feud clap here <laughs> all right uh that's all the questions on that email let me see if we've got some more Uh, So it's been pretty clear from the GM notes that Pop never went in the direction you were expecting it to. How much of the story had you planned out ahead of time, and is this basically where you thought it would be going? How did you see this playing out beforehand? So, I did not have a lot of firm ideas about where Pop was going. I kind of deliberately did not want to make long-term plans, because I wanted to leave room for stuff the characters did to kind of shape the direction of the narrative. Early on, I had the idea of like, okay... Quentin's gonna get dragged back into shit that, uh, is, like, related to his old life, and it's gonna involve, um, a creepy mansion, and it- Ron Wee and Joanna are gonna be there, because they're, like, my dumb, like, riffs on, uh, fucking Igor and Margaret from Persona. Um, I didn't even really have it hammered out what the estate did until episode two. Um, and I just thought, like, okay, here's a weird thing- like Persona, it's going to be kind of split between going to the undertow and, like, hanging out in the real world. And 
the original idea was that when someone was especially, like, toxic or evil or whatever, uh, their rooms became contorted and, like, turned into whole little, like, worlds instead of just being rooms. And you'd kind of go adventuring through them, kind of, you know, like a Persona level. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would, like, be faced with different, uh, like, shitty people, like we talked about before. Shitty Kent State Gun Girl parody was going to be the first uh, person that I was, like, setting up for you to take down. The Web Capital guy was going to be someone you took down eventually. Um, And I wanted there to be some kind of connecting narrative to, like, bring stuff out. And, like, the bad placeholder idea that I had that I did not want to stick with was that, like, oh, what if a serial killer was loose? Oh, no. It sucks. It's a bad, like, it's super cliche. I didn't want to do that, but I'm like... I don't know. That's the best I've got for now. I will write in a better, more original idea later. Um, and then instead, yeah, it just turned out we spent, vi- like, we spent all of our time in the undertow and took occasional breaks to eat a garbage plate at the diner, you know? Damn right. <laughs> Instead of, like, my original idea was that it would be more 50-50, like a Persona game. We were just um, in it. Just in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was also supposed to be that, like, Y'all are working for the estate. And maybe, ah, there's some weird shit about them, but, ah, we're doing good things here. It's great. And then slowly getting to the point where, like, okay, no, like, the people that run the estate are the fucking problem, and we need to uh, turn against them and beat them. And then, like, because y'all, the players, are smarter than dumb teenagers would actually be, you, like, (laughs) cottoned to that immediately, and it just, like, oh, okay, we're jumping from, like... We're just doing what I had in mind for the finale immediately. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, we we did a whole Persona arc in seven episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it turned into, you know, the only time y'all seriously threw me in a way that I wasn't ready for was when, you know, we talked about, oh, you're going to do, like, a heist on the estate to try to change one of Joanna's rooms. <laughs> And it was when you decided to go loud on your heist in a way that, like, well, like, I am freaking out in that episode, but it is less because you're breaking my delicate, like, GMing, and more like, the oddest reaction to y'all trying this is that you're gonna get fucking murdered, and I don't want to just wipe the party on episode five, because then- Howard! I I want to say, what I like is that you went, like- Okay, yes, it will get murdered, but because it's the fucking state, it's gonna be through paperwork and logistics and all this fucking bullshit, so they'll have a time to get out. Yeah, because the original idea was, okay, y'all got fired for playing with a room when you're not supposed to, and that means you're getting erased. And the idea was, initially, oh, because you're getting erased, you're, like, fucked, and you just have to keep working for the estate. You don't have a choice, and now you're gonna have to, like while uh, working for Joanna, figure out a way to, you know, escape her. But then that just, you know, devolved further. And I was like, okay, I've got to come up with a different thing here. Um, And then around that time, I started to think about, like, okay, if they want to fucking heist the estate, then I need to come up with a treasure for them to steal. What's a song that sounds like... What's a song (laughs) title that sounds like a cool treasure? Oh, Heart of Glass. Why does the estate have something called a heart of glass? Oh, okay, here we go. And then at some point while I was thinking about that, I thought, oh, what about total eclipse of the heart of glass? And then everything came out of that. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Can I say, one of my favorite things in this entire season we have done 
was Crystal figuring out Total Eclipse the Heart in about 10 <laughs> seconds. <Instantly>. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> it, it gets abbreviated as Teoff in other places. I've never seen it, so it was like you were like a wizard to me. Yeah. No, I looked up Total Eclipse of the Heart. I don't remember like what I was looking for with it, but I Googled it and immediately saw the abbreviation Teoff. I was like, well, that sounds like a cool name. Let's do that. <laughs> like... Teoth was a pun first and a character second. <laughs> As all truly good characters are. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I did not have strong ideas. Um, I just kind of wanted to let y'all figure out what the story of it was going to be. And sometimes you went a little faster than I was ready for. Again, until I just came up with a character that would murder you if you did that. And, you know, she did not exercise that privilege. I think she only does it once, right, to uh, Ursula. Mm-hmm. When uh, you're going to burn down the whole paperwork department. Because I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, this seems like... Paperwork department seems like it could be a fun way to do more stories in the future. I don't want you to break this, Fabby. <laughs> have, I, have I talked about that that recording? Um, I was... Uh, so I was, like, super, super depressed when we recorded that episode. Uh-huh. I was in a bad mood. I like ate a full pizza during that recording session. When you know when you angry eat, I yeah. just ate a full pizza in the middle of that session as we recorded. Uh-huh. Uh, it was just I was in a bad place like in my life, right? And I was just in a really bad mood. Yeah, and I, I think that's like the meanest and angriest and more like aggressive or like not aggressive but like fuck everything Ursa gets right. in that episode, so I'm glad that you stop her, but yeah, that was very like yeah, no, fuck this, fuck everything, I am i don't care yeah, yeah, like and honestly, it turned into a thing because I will say after that moment, you guys never really threw me for a loop again but it was fun to let you think <laughs> you were because that made you feel like you were getting away with something <laughs> wait, did you, did you parent us? <laughs> After, let's just drill through the floor, I was like, I can never guess what they're going to do. <laughs> so I'm just not going to make any assumptions about what they're going to do with any of these episodes. <laughs> and uh, when they do something wacky that they think is something I could never have predicted, I'll be like, oh yeah, you got me again. <laughs> the reason I said it in you that episode because at the time I was playing a lot of Red Faction Guerrilla, and in that game you don't take the stairs, you just hit the floor to go down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so but also, I was in that, in that game, you're not sneaking around um, super-powered angels that can murder you immediately. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good plan. I contend that it was yeah, a good no, plan. Agreed, agreed. It was excellent. <laughs> Did the plan work? Well, hey, Luke, did the plan work? No, it didn't. <laughs> did no, it did we go from one reason. floor of the house to the other floor of the house? Y- yes. Plan worked. <laughs> but I like it when we did that again at the end, having learned nothing. Yeah. Let's just drill through the ceiling. Yeah. poetry. <laughs> right. Well, when, when Sloan did not like drilling through the ceiling, that's what I call character growth. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I hate breaking through things now. <clears throat> Uh, this one comes in from Kane. A question for both the Pop and Rock Gang. If you'd been a player in the other game, do you think you'd... Have, uh, we kind of did this question, right? Yeah. 
Uh, if you've been a player in the other game, do you think you'd have a similar type of character to what you did this season, or would you have gone with someone distinctly different and or used a different type of idol on? Yeah, like, if you were a gangster in mm. Las Vegas, what would that have, like, influenced what kind of character you wanted to be? Oh, I definitely... Yeah, it would have not been this uh, I would have been Ursa a gamer. happens... Sorry. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, Ursa happens because I'm playing the Inhuman, and I don't know what to do. So I go bear, and that's why Ursa happens. If I had been playing like a gangster, it would have been something else sure, completely. Sure. I would that I would have been like a dirtbag gambit type, hundred uh-huh. percent. Oh boy, we dodged a bullet there. Then hey, no, no. <laughs> I'm I'm standing, I'm sitting here at my desk, petting my cat, looking at my Funko Pop gambit. <laughs> So uh, it's hard for me to say exactly what kind of character it would have been, uh, but like my very, very, very original starting point for James was I want to be the Clock King, and right. I can't imagine being part oh of an God. organized crime syndicate would have changed that. If yeah, anything, that yeah. would have made it uh, like mo- easier to be the Clock King. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> my idea for a rock alchemist would have been uh, I can turn Bitcoin into real money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you mean it's already real money <laughs> but it would be like like i'm i'm looking at bitcoin at my phone and like shooting gold coins at enemies <laughs> Quentin would uh, Quentin uh, would mostly be right. the same he would use this he would use speaker box more to be sneaky and stab people <laughs> that's probably would be the main uh-huh. difference <laughs> yeah yeah all right, uh, we got more questions here from Pete Shaka. Hello, Pop Crew. Uh, being a shade, what emotion did Strix spawn from or inhabit? Uh, so this is kind of what I was getting at earlier when I said like Strix didn't really have uh, enough time to get to the root of the character yet because he was like he's been alive briefly and in very weird circumstances. Yeah. Um, but the emotion uh, that I thought he would spawn from was uh, defiance. Right. Uh, because like it, like everything like he was telling Gabe's prediction to go fuck itself, the estate to go fuck itself, right. what he thought his life was supposed to be to go fuck itself, and most of all, Lady Luck to go fuck herself. Yeah. And he was just like, okay, no one gets to decide who I am. I'm going out on my own terms. I'm going to turn into a fucking owl. Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do like that. I like the idea that James knew he was going to turn into a fucking owl. and was like, yeah. I, I also yeah. like, you know, like you said, you were Strix for a very limited amount of time, but I like that Strix is born out of defiance, and now he's going to listen to everything Ursula tells him to do. <laughs> I Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. Like, when that happened, I was like, oh. I was torn, like, would Ursula... I think Ursula would have been like, oh, I, I, am I your mom now? <laughs> I, you, I, I've been where you are, when I was but young. I'm the worst person for this. <laughs> I mean, I was, like, that's the thing is, I, it's, it's kind of the halfway point between, like, if, if, in every scenario I found him in, like, it was torn between the fact, like, well, okay, here's what I want the character to be, but also, he's a giant... He's effectively a giant talking baby in the middle of the end of the world. So, like, ev- everything I was planning is going to have to kind of go on the back burner for a little bit. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, and I think we've also talked, like, Crystal, you're of the opinion that that whole thing about Shades being emotions is bullshit because Joanna said it. Yeah, well, at Fuck least her. I would say it's probably more complicated than what she thinks. <laughs> yeah. Which, the way I was explaining it, I see it like uh, nobodies in Kingdom Hearts 2 were like, they are like created without a heart, 
but then they, like, get a heart. You know, they're not just that. Like, I think they are made out of an emotion, but then, you know, obviously Ursa is more than just loneliness, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Even if that is, like, a big part of who she is and, like, is is driving her or whatever. My conception um, of shades is they're, like, if you're straining some spaghetti, the, like, little starchy pasta water oh, that goes man. down the drain, that's a shade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I'll that's... also say, like, uh, young Ursula is also mostly loneliness. Right. And she's not a shade. And right. that that's also a character that's really dictated also by that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Thank you for using a pasta metaphor, Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the Italians. As an Italian. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then uh, we have, what if any additional changes to the world were planned for Pop before Gabby got sent to Walmart? Uh, I didn't have anything concrete planned other than what we've already talked about. I, The point of episode four was, I'm going to explain how rooms work, and then I'm just going to step back and see who does what. Because <laughs> somebody's going to do something stupid, I know it. And it was me. Can we all just talk about episode four? Can we talk about episode four together? Yeah. Yeah, How yeah, yeah. feel about episode four? Um, I'm glad that that's what happened, because if no one did anything, I I was, like, thinking about having Ursa wanting to become, like, a quote-unquote real person by a room, which is a thing that probably wouldn't have worked, but... It wouldn't have been, like, maybe bad audio, but, like, yeah. So, like, I'm glad we ended up in a cool, cool, hmm, in an interesting position. Uh-huh. It, uh, yeah. I, I, that episode feels like that. that's the episode where Pop became Pop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah, I agree. I think that's the episode where the characters are kind of like who the characters are by for the rest of the show. Yeah. 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 Or at least for a big chunk of the show, because, yes, they changed, but, like, the characters are set in that episode of like, okay, yeah, uh, Ursa's codependent, Sloan is kind of like, fuck everyone, and like, these, uh, Quentin is like, well, let me go, see, let me move to the side and see what happens. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, Quentin's that, just like, w- like riling everybody up in the room. It's mm-hmm. surreal. God. <laughs> Yeah, just that moment where where uh, Sloane and Alexis like draw the line in the sand. Ursa and James pick sides, and then and then Quentin's mm-hmm. just like, "Fuck it, I'm going to become the Joker." <laughs> like that that really set the the stage for everything that, that that came after. Yeah, yeah, I was just that came from a very weird place of being like, I I kind I kind of have this thing going where I'm mad at Sloane and I'm mad about my past, and I like just lead into that all the way. But also the gene with James needing to make a decision. And I was like, what if he just like, what if he just became like water for this and see, force these kids to figure it out for themselves? Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I like the episode a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good. Ooh, we've got a breaking email. It was sent in while we were recording. Uh, oh, hey, shit. sorry for the beep, last, beep, last beep, minute beep, questions. Beep, 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 beep. Love, this is from June. Uh, love the pod and the entire cast, and I'm excited for season two. Uh, if they haven't already, can Mike talk a little bit about their feelings about James burning his slip to try to save the world, but not getting anything out of it except becoming a shade? It left me a bit upset by the end of that episode for it to feel like it had no effect, even though Strix turned out to be a delight for the rest of the finale. <laughs> Mike, did I fuck you over? Um, no, because I, I do think it... I mean, obviously, like, the fact that... Uh, 
the the fact that James tried to stop the world from ending and failed is something like we're gonna have to contend with at some point, probably. Right. Um, but I mean that's that's why it's good that the show's gonna keep going. Right. Um, I think. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I'm I'm kind of conflicted, but also because like on the one hand, like it's a real bummer, but on the other hand, like yeah, that's a real fucking bummer, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's storytelling, yeah. baby. I will say, I did. We we talked in advance. Everybody mm-hmm. knew going into the finale that they were losing this fight. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and in in fairness, I didn't fail the taunt roll on purpose. I just let the dice fall where it may. Right. So yeah. right. Yeah. And yeah, I that also worked out because it worked to for Lady Luck, like, you know, obviously she's terrible, but it gave me a chance to explain, like, oh yeah, no no. You are ending the world by doing this thing to stop ending the world. Like this is your like this is the purpose you serve in this machine. Because if you didn't do that, maybe you'd be around to stop people from breaking the heart. Fair storytelling. And also we had just established a couple episodes earlier that like Becoming a shade can be like an avenue for more character development, and then you can like rejoin with your past self and take in the lessons that you oh. learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll s- yeah, and like you kind of talked about too how like that's almost like Strix is like a freeing thing for James. Yeah, just yeah. like shedding off the old vestiges of his shitty self. I, I'm gonna say a yeah. thing, and Mike, I love you very much. I hope this doesn't make it terrible, <laughs> but. I love that <laughs> the big swing in the finale was James, the person that does the big thing. Like, I think, I don't know. I think that's the kind of the most jarring story beat in there is yeah. James making a hard choice and sticking to it. So, I th- yeah. and James yeah. like sacrificing himself in a way that he would have never before. Yeah. Um, yeah. James, no, who, like yeah, 10 I episodes earlier was like, oh, yeah. Um, I don't have anything I care about anymore uh, as I'm surrounded by people who are <laughs> trying to reach out to me. Yeah, that's that's actually kind of another angle to it, and it's something I do help hope we get to uh, to to dig into it. Is that like as as much as James wants to tell himself that like he was making a a, a noble sacrifice, he wasn't giving up <laughs> that much, all told. <laughs> well, you know, no, he was like, giving up like, his entire he, he, he like basically already given up. Like, like it, on some level, burning the slip was kind of a formality at that point. I, I don't know if I agree with that. On account of like, yes, there's some thing that still lives and like has like a connection to James. James is like in many ways now dead. That's not nothing. Not nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just because he doesn't have a social security card anymore doesn't mean that, oh, well, may as well stop living. Yeah, but I mean, from his perspective on some level. Sure, sure, I understand. No that. credit score? Fucking, we're done. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, too, I had the idea for, oh, no, James Studebaker is still around uh, for a while. As soon as you, like, there I, was, like, Pop 8, I think, uh, Mike, you were just wandering around and you were, like, looking around the campus and I was like oh yeah you don't you sense like the dorm but like just not you like almost immediately after I said I was like wait shit it'd be way more fucked up if James was there (laughs) (laughs) and I was just waiting for like an organic opportunity to drop that in yeah yeah, after the erase happened uh, you straight up like came to me like individually and was like hey so uh, did James have a family like what was that about you know (laughs) do you have any siblings (laughs) <laughs> right. 
So I was like, well, okay, wait, if your parents never gave birth to you, your parents probably either still wanted a kid and or, you know, continued to fool around without, you know, whatever. So they probably still had a kid. And if it was a boy, why wouldn't they name it James? And if he's raised yeah. in basically the same way, he's not going to be identical to you, but he's going to be pretty similar. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it uh it but yeah, I guess I guess short answer to the question uh it went some places, I felt some things and I'm eager to see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. I uh yeah, back in like, I don't know, October, September, I kind of talked to everybody in the Discord like, "Okay, listen. I need to know, do all of you want to stick around for a season 2? Cuz if you don't, that's fine. I just need to be more serious about tying up plot threads and making this like a happy ending. But if you're around to stick around, this can be a real fucked up sad ending and we can uh, do this for another year. And everybody agreed they wanted to do it for another year. So you know what? Bad things happened in the finale. <laughs> it's not yeah. my fault. It's everyone else's, as always. <laughs> I'm never responsible. Uh, let's see. They also have a more lighthearted question. Uh, what were everyone's favorite moments that came from an unexpected dice result? Uh, I mean, the the shade fight, the the uh, revolution lover fight. Uh-huh. I mean, I feel like you were gonna do that uh, anyways, or do something, but like that happens because of the the dice result, right? Yeah, remind me what dice result you mean? Uh, when uh, Ursula, uh, I'm sorry, when Ursa opens the door to her old dorm room. Right. And I guess seven. And you're like, oh yeah, something, something for that, it's a little off. And you're like, oh yeah, Ursula's there. Um, yeah, I mean, like the Phantom Clock had already hit midnight and I think you tripped it. So you were getting a Phantom fight one way or the other. But yeah, you, you making (laughs) Ursula's, uh, dorm room happen, like, segued into that perfectly. Yeah, that that was going to be my answer too. Because in that moment, I thought... Oh, Fabian Luke must have talked about this before. But then I discovered no, this that was a totally organic result mm-hmm. from yeah. a dice roll. All all those uh all that great acting is me just trying <laughs> yeah. to survive there. Yeah, I'll say I don't warn people in advance of things, maybe as often as I ought to. Uh because I'm it a bastard down. man who likes to surprise people with hard emotions. <laughs> <laughs> like it worked out and I'm sure if I if I I really couldn't have kept going I would just have said okay can we stop yeah and you would be like oh shit yeah 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 let's stop yes. but like and then I would have felt horrible for a month <laughs> yeah no just a month you know it fades <laughs> and then I would have random flashbacks to it that gave me a spike of anxiety <laughs> um good Oh, I was gonna say. I mean, uh, tripping the the phantom clock. Uh, yeah. yeah, the me failing. I I honestly don't even remember what role I failed. It was, it was dredging it was, the undertow. Yeah, it was dredging the undertow about Teoth, which is it was perfect. Oof. I loved it. Um, yeah. And yeah, and then like I feel like Sloane wouldn't have gotten where she is. She would probably be a lot more shallow of a character without all of that. That episode is one of my favorites 
very good. The big TV, fan. The TV tropes writer would still be yelling at you if I had him. We can't. We, we cannot. cannot Crossing this off. Speaker box. Take that sound. Wrap it up. <laughs> that happened. We, not aware. Here's the thing. I'm no. I'm not because I refuse to edit this episode. We get super excited every time that TV Topes page gets updated, but also, Zoe, you're, like, crossing your arms in a huff that they keep every pointing out all of Sloane's sins. It was so mean! <laughs> like, like, I understand, early Sloane, uh, real, just primo piece of shit, but it just, it kept going. As of today, they changed uh, uh, some wording from, like, Oh, this, uh, who's a, like, heroic villain, Sloane, to, uh, Sloane early on, and it was, I could early. feel Good enough. The, the positive vibes of relief just washing over you. Ah, we did it! You finally made the TV Tropes editor like you. Mission accomplished! TV I can quit editor. the podcast now! TV Tropes editor, whoever you are, know that we are delighted every time you add shit to that page. And no, you hold far too much sway over my mental well-being. <laughs> Same. What? In one of those, you call Ursula Ursula with an A and it bothers Ursula. No, that's that's a new variant. We cannot. Let's not put the fucking yeah. Let's I keep trying to pivot this to a positive place. We're replacing someone who likes to show enough to catalog it on a wiki, and you keep criticizing them. Um, so this is uh, I I don't think this is going to be a surprise to anybody but my favorite surprising dice result was uh, rolling fucking boxcars going after Raphael Hubert while drunken and swinging a bat around (laughs) yeah yes delightful yes that that was the best I immediately messaged you and be like can Ursa have a crush on James (laughs) I want to I want to say every bad role in the Sloan fight and every bad role in the what's it called the fight that kills Quentin <laughs> the nine to five uh huh yeah yeah uh, the, the Metatron two yeah fight. I was not purposely yeah. trying to yeah. lose uh, that fight <laughs> I also um. You shouldn't have died in that fight because I was hurting you more than I was supposed to because I forgot how my own game book worked. That's cool. Cool. Hell yeah. But that it kind of worked out on a dramatic level, so, you know. Oh, wow. Okay, this is yeah. where the story is now. I was not trying to do this. <laughs> uh, yeah. The result, like that that always I, make, the result that always makes me laugh when I think about it is um, Jigudio Vincent popping out of Jigudio Vincent's corpse. <laughs> Just like all the blood and guts. <laughs> oh my god, all that was so funny. It's like he's There's no murder. That whole court thing was ugh, best day of my life. Yeah, I, that that might be the funniest scene for me. Fuck. That also has my favorite of everyone yelling at me for a bad music pun in pop, which when Satan fetches that his power is I write sins, not tragedies. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was uh, that was less painful than a cruel <laughs> Yeah, no, that one was worse. That killed me. Uh, cruel Angel's thesis was, was the one that bugs me the most because I legitimately didn't get it in the moment. <laughs> I got it later, and it hurt. <laughs> that that's like a clip I need 
cut it out just you saying that thing so I can send it to people and make them angry. <laughs> um, I showed that to my girlfriend who hasn't listened to the show and she just like yelled, fuck you. Yeah, that's that fair. <laughs> I have fun. I, for the longest time, was like, it's going to be temporary secretary. It's going to be temporary secretary. And then... Oh, that would have been a good one to go with. And then you went with Cruel, and I was like, you motherfucker. I never saw that coming. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, I want to try to get to all of these, but we are starting to run long. Um, let's see here. This one is from Abby. Hi, this is Abby. I just wanted to say this podcast is amazing, and the session I'm running with my friends is going really well. Thank you all so much for doing this cool thing. My questions are, what was your favorite NPC idol on? What was the most fun part of the podcast for everyone? I don't know why I asked those both at the same time, but I have, so everybody hit me. Um, you were a robot man. Yeah, you were awesome. that whole- <laughs> Yeah. Am I any better now? Uh, a little, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was your favorite NPC idol on? We uh, honestly, um, honestly, Stapleton's life is a highway. Yeah, personally, yeah. yeah, life is a highway is fun. <laughs> At the end, I was playing like Stapleton asked Chris if he wants to play the license plate game, and the joke was just going to be that he spit up a license plate, and then <laughs> Dustin set me up for the fucking. VW Bug, uh, loved it. That was, uh, I find I think slapstick comedy is like really hard to pull off in an audio medium, but <laughs> the visual of him just going, oh, oh okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh god, god. <laughs> oh, Luke, you're funny. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, the um the idolons on Pop don't get like said out loud very much, uh, because all the angels do have like an uh, an idolon name. Stapleton, his life is a highway. Joanna's got cruel angels thesis. Uh, I'm trying to go through them in my head. Lady Luck has. uh, Oh yeah, we Lady Luck never said her idolon power. It's poker face. Fuck you. Oh my god. I think you told us. I actually think you told. I repress that memory. (laughs) No, it's news to me. Yeah, it's Sloosie, poker face. <laughs> what else would it if be? If not, then I read your mind because that, like, I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Like the only other thing it could be is the gambler, and we all know about that one. Yeah. The gambler oh, that's is my the favorite gambler. NPC. Is that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Hello. No. <laughs> uh, what's a uh, what's yeah, Gabe's idol on? Uh, Gabe's is I've had the time of my life. That's a good one. That's my favorite. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I think there's I mean, two different uh, angels with uh, idolons from the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Uh, I mean, he's like a good villain, and like the character hates him, but like Hunger Like the Wolf yeah. is really cool. Yeah. The whole like taking away, like turning Ursa into a bear twice was really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was, I did realize after that session, like, wait, oh, it's like an eye thing. It should have been Hungry Eyes. And then I looked it up. That's yet another song from the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. So I kind of <laughs> felt like I dodged a bullet. Uh, you should lean into it in all the angels. Yeah, no, listen, if I thought of that to begin dancing. with, every angel would have an idol on for the Dirty uh-huh. Dancing soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's too bad we don't have any, you know, season two things. Yeah, it's too bad I don't already have any kind of naming convention planned for the bad guys of season two. 
Hell yeah. I'm gonna get yelled at so much. Fuck you. Oh, there's there's a lot of I good can't... fodder here. Uh, be my baby. Uh, no, like no, 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 no. I automatically, no, I veto that one right out the gate. <laughs> yeah, that has a similar problem to um, I never had a killer's uh, a killer who had the idol on when you were young, because that is clearly just an age regression fic, and we don't need that here. No, yeah. thank you. I mean, we already did that back in Pizza Party, so, you know. Yeah, right. We don't need any age play on our podcast. There are one. Oh. Next question. <laughs> God. What was just uh, name stay? That would be interesting. Yeah. Let's see if I've missed any here. Um, let me look in the Discord because I pasted some in there. Yeah, you posted some in the Discord thing yeah, you haven't yeah. done. Uh, let's see. Jump to this. Uh, did we do... Th- yeah, we did this one. But we did that. Okay, I think I covered all the ones I showed y'all. So we might be done. I just want to make... Uh, there's a very important one that you did, that you did send us. Oh, yeah. Um, if you got it. Who is each character's main on Smash Bros? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I did miss that one. All right. Uh, James, this is Dr. Mario, and I will not elaborate. <laughs> okay. No, that makes sense to me. I see it. <laughs> uh, I have, I have, of course, I have three. Uh, Ursa is Banjo-Kazooie. Makes sense. Uh Young Ursula would be Melee Jigglypuff, because that's the one she played. Sure, right, right. Because 2004, and uh, Ursula Ursa is Bayonetta. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, uh, Sloan? Yeah, it's Annette. It's me, me and Sloan have the same one, and it's Bowser. <laughs> okay, okay. I was going to say, it's just Pokemon Trainer, but you only use Charizard. I, that's also how I play Pokemon Trainer, yeah. <laughs> Is there, a, is there a character Fuck that has Squirtle. like an RPG menu and it's a really finicky to use and play with? Yeah, literally. Yeah. Uh, yes. Hero. There we Hero go. Hero Hero Hero. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Alexis is a me brawler that looks like herself and she always goes for the fatal frame assist trophy. <laughs> yeah. nice. uh, Very specific. Because, and because I'll really regret it if I don't get this answer in, Strixus is Yoshi. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think Yoshi, yeah, Yoshi is the most, like, vibes-neutral character. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, uh, this the main choice of uh, of giant babies who, who were born in the apocalypse. <laughs> Cactus Jack uh, is Also, on this email, we've got, Luke, were there any moments of Buckwild player decisions that you were actually able to predict? I'm trying to remember. There were. I'm just blanking on them now, because there were times like, oh, you think you're getting away with something, but I fucking knew you'd do this. I yeah. hate this. I hate this. <laughs> I thought I was getting away with stuff. <laughs> uh, oh, the, I think the big one is Ursa murdering. I feel like you just uh, told us Santa's not real, honestly. <laughs> the, Ursa killing uh, uh, Uriel Peter was a big one. We're like, oh, what a wacky thing. Like, no, I I needed this to happen, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt you did. I had been thinking about it for a yeah. while. And I was like, I'm going to see if I'm going to see if he lets me. Yeah, I'm going to see if he lets me. Yeah. And I did let you because I need, like, like yeah, no, you're all yeah. dying because I need someone to kill Peter to handshake yeah. with Rock. Uh, let's see. If one character from one team had been on the other team, I think we've done many different versions of that <laughs> question. Not No offense mm-hmm. to Tanner. Just, yeah, a lot of people asked similar I things. I mean, it, it makes sense. That's a that's an easy question to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah, an obvious I'm, one to ask. I'm eager to hear the other group answer the but, question. Okay, I got another question for the group yeah, yeah. just in general. I don't want to put too much time, but... Oh, e- email email from Ty. Ty. Long time listener, first time follower. <laughs> I've been like listening to Rock a lot. And they get a lot more fights. Do you guys feel bad about that? 
No. I do feel I, a little ballad, ballad because this is supposed to be a play yeah. test. Sure. Yeah, honestly. Um, Listen, we play tasted the shit of the Thai's uh, hell yeah. uh, like system. That, that, is, that is one good thing that came out of our, our, our thing is it really like I I, th- I think that really lit a fire under under Luke and Molly to be like okay we we need a way to gain experience other than fighting holy shit yep. we still haven't figured that out yet but we do need it <laughs> I I I don't feel bad but I feel people talk about the cool shit that happens uh-huh. in rock a yeah. whole lot they're just like oh man fucking neon tiger hell yeah that's so cool and meanwhile we just get sad emotions <laughs> well I'll tell you. If you wish you got to fight more, maybe stick around for season two. Oh, I'm gonna. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. It's almost like maybe a classic thing to do with a sequel is to invert the dynamics. (laughs) And maybe make... You're giving too much away. (laughs) Uh, Alright, let's see here. Um... Uh, when making your Eidolons, did y'all start with the power you wanted and find a song for it, or start with a song or album or lyrics and find a power for it? Uh, I can go first since I have three answers to this, since I have three Eidolons. Yeah. Wait, what was the question um, again? For just, just basically, when you were it. making your Eidolon, did you start with your your power and then like figure out a song for it, or did you start with a song and like work from there? Oh, okay. Uh, for Re- Revolution Lover, I didn't know what to do for Ursa. Originally, it was going to be Black Dresses, then Last of the Real Ones. At one point, it was going to be, it's not a fashion statement, it's a fucking dead wish. And then Revolution Lover came into my head, and I was like, oh, a gun that can also heal, or something. Like, some weapon that changes. Um, for Young Ursa, I spent, like, two weeks looking at uh, songs from 2004 and Pink Bullets was the one that made the most sense and for Ursula Ursa I didn't know what to do and I was talking to a friend and uh, hi Mallory and she mentioned Pack Light which is a song by Ashby and the Oceans and I was like oh that's perfect yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike what about you uh, oh I definitely started with the power and came up with the name after yeah yeah like 100% mm-hmm. uh, Zoe um <laughs> A little of both. Yeah. I, I knew I wanted a big buff dragon lady because it sounded cool. Right. Um, but then I I was trying to think. I do a thing. I know lots of people talk about it on Twitter, so I'm not like the only one who does it. But um, when I find a song I really dig, I choreograph a music video in my head. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. It's very, it is fun <laughs> to do. Uh-huh. Um and has made me want to learn how to animate and then realize I do not have the patience to animate a billion yep. times. Hey, um, I have animated a, so- a, a thing to a music video. It took like a goddamn month. Yeah. I'm doing um, nothing but that. Um, so that's why I'm not gonna. But um, originally, I was... The name didn't work, but um, I had like a whole thing in my head of Sloan and the Eidolon wrecking shit to um, Ignorance by Paramore. Uh-huh. Um, and, but I thought ignorance was a bad Sloan yelling ignorance and summoning a dragon felt stupid to me. So um, so I kind of just listened to my Spotify and start a riot because it's on the Spider Verse soundtrack. Um, hit and hit up like you know in my shuffle and I went oh bingo there it is perfect. Yeah. 
Ty, did you start with? I don't know. Have uh, you guys ever seen the Rose video where they say speaker box? The love below. Yes. No. No. I just like I. Yeah. I the love say that. below. I want the character to say that a lot in the show. <laughs> <laughs> and then I kind of worked from there. And then I was like, okay, yeah, fucking, uh-huh. it's a bunch of like Japanese gods and Christian myth- mythology. So it's got to be like I'm going to be an African spider trickster god. Obviously, that's going to be part of it. Fucking. A lot of what comes from, like, what if uh-huh. me in high school, <laughs> just, like, everything I think is sick. <laughs> just a very sick, funky student in high right, school. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's basically what Quentin is. Uh-huh. It's a good way to make a character. Um, uh, are you upset that there wasn't a third Quentin? So someone could yell, oh, hell Way no. more, like, stuff in here. Like, I should, like, learn lyrics yeah. and bring them up. It'd be annoying. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Which made it all the funnier when you tried to do that and couldn't remember the lyrics. God. <laughs> that was very good, uh, actually. Yeah, Quentin is also the closest anyone came to breaking my rule that no one's allowed to have something that's already a JoJo stand because hey ya is a stand. I'm like, ah, I'll allow it though. This is fun. Uh, I definitely had the name first because I wanted a big, dumb, long name because those are my favorite stand names. Sure. And because I knew I was playing Alchemist, who would be like a bizarre character, I thought, oh, what if it's a song that's like, you know, mixed up? It's like a remix of a different song. Uh-huh. And then cool. I thought, yeah. well, was what's the was vivid memories turn to fantasies? I don't know, like, if you make a photograph become real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I almost did it one way for pop and the other way for rock, because for most of pop, I thought of, like, what's a weird fucked up angel I can do? Okay, that's cool. <laughs> what's a song that kind of describes that? Um, and some of them I, like, didn't think about until, like, like I mentioned, you we don't hear a lot of the uh, song names for the angels. Like, Uriel Peter, I, like, I think it was after he died, I was like, oh, I never gave him a stamp. Oh, it's, uh, I died in your arms tonight. There we go. <laughs> Whereas with Rock, it was very much like, okay, what's a song? How can I build a dumb pun slash fight out of that song? Another thing real fast is I think... Yeah. Another thing I wanted to convey is Quentin having a very... um, How do I say this? Cackoween, Yusuke, uh, skinny, maybe stand that you oh, say, sure. like, oh, okay, so you have to use their power to do what? How is that a, like, aggressive thing? So I wanted to have that energy. I was right. like, okay, you got to be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Uh, and let's see. Uh, last one. Will future seasons continue the split narrative or be consolidated to one or go further beyond? God, yes, it's going back to a split narrative. Christ. For now. <laughs> uh, the finale was super fun to do. It also was a nightmare to edit, both because they were long and also Audacity is an open source program that you can download for free. <laughs> and uh, that's fantastic. But it is maybe not uh, built to handle, say, 10 um, 150 minute tracks. It maybe starts to fuss at you a little bit and hitch up when you try to do anything on a project like that. Uh, and also just scheduling concerns. It would be too tricky to make sure everybody gets a clean weekend, clear weekend every week. We already had to have people like call in sick to their work to make this work this time. Uh, you know. Yeah. So it it like it, it's gonna need to be a very rare treat when it happens. 
Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I I have, I'm not saying anything other than it wouldn't surprise me if it didn't cross over again until the end of season two. I mean, Maybe it makes sense. something else will happen. Who can say? Maybe it won't cross over <laughs> for the end of season two. But most likely, if it's going to happen, that's when it'll happen. Uh, I think we hit all the questions. All right. Do we have any final thoughts we want to sign off with here? Um, I have never actually played in an RPG that lasted more than, like, two or three sessions before. Um, because mm. they all fall apart. Um, so I was actually kind of nervous coming in here. Um, especially... Eidolon started when I was uh, four months, I think, out. Um, like, not not that long. Yeah. Um, and so Sloane playing a character kind of was a way to explore parts of myself, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am genuinely grateful uh, to Luke and all of you. Um, it, it's a, you know fun goofy podcast and you know we occasionally get emotional but i've done a whole lot of figuring shit out about myself over the past year and a half and eidolon has been a surprisingly reliable way for me to do that and to feel like i'm doing so in a safe space so i i'm 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 really happy that this happened and that you're all the idiots i get to do this with Oh yeah! Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, well, first, I just want to give a shout out to uh, two of my sisters, who, uh, when I told them about this podcast, and more importantly, told them about the character I was playing, uh, both independently went, "You know, Mike, you're supposed to play a character, right?" <laughs> uh, and. Uh, and just uh, yeah, and that and that was fun. I, I and thank you to both of them for um, for uh, contributing to the Patreon after I did that. That's a that's really uh-huh. cool of them. Uh, and speed of which, thank you so much to everybody who's been like, oh yeah, yeah, like helping mm-hmm. us out, like either contributing to the Patreon or just spreading the word or just like telling us you like the show. Honestly, it's very very good for my self esteem. The fan art, literally oh, anytime fan anyone does fan art, shit. whether it's like amazing, yeah. Whether it's Kane doing, like, a fucking just draw-dropping piece, or it's just, like, someone Jesus doing Christ. fun doodles with our characters, it all, like, it makes my entire day. It, yeah, every uh, time. Shout-out to, to Birdbello, shout-out to um, Smoothie Tootie for that uh, Ursa in the Bears baseball uniform. Um, 20, 21st uh, Century, I think, is doing the pixel art that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, uh, God, just he, he, so th- that shit is so good. Thank you so much. Every for Every fan that. artist, I want to yeah. say, uh, I hope you know that uh, I am bringing him to meetings that they are like, yo, do you want to see my OC? Do you want to see my OC, sister? Look at, look at, I, I, <laughs> I play a career professor. Do you guys want to hear about, look, yo, cool. I know people have like websites where they like talk about like politics and stuff, but here's my podcast where I'm just a shitty professor. No, you guys, I love every fan art and I'm always showing it off to everyone all the time. Even. <laughs> when they're like that is the fucking wildest thing just to be able to say like hey someone drew fan Mm -hmm. art for me 
You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. it's of this like dumb shitty joke I made in the podcast, and now here's a picture of Ursa with three knives. I love it. Yeah, it's uh, it again. Yeah, anytime someone does anything like that for us, it is always just just an incredible treat. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna say I. You know what? We launched a very, uh, you know, as far as podcasts go, very labor-intensive podcast right when the fucking quarantine was starting. It's been, like, a terrible year, and um, I think anybody could have been forgiven if we missed weeks, if people just couldn't make it, if we had to kind of, like, pe- like let this fizzle out after a month or so. Um, I am incredibly proud of the work we've done i'm incredibly proud of all of y'all for and and grateful to y'all for sticking this out and like showing up not just showing up every time but also like really bringing it um this show is so great just because it really like i had ideas and things i wanted to like write and like characters and weird ideas like uh situations but having all the players in both campaigns around to, like, bring that stuff to life and add, like, emotional depth to it that, like, I wouldn't be capable of doing by myself because you're bringing your own, like, thoughts and takes on both, like, the world I'm giving you and on the characters you're populating it with. It brings it to life in this really incredible way. RPGs are great, and you've all been amazing players, and I love you, and I love this show, and I'm looking forward to continuing Mm -hmm. it. Well, I love you, you too, Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for letting me be here. Because, like, yeah. I'm so... This has been... Like I mentioned before, I've been through some really shitty things for the past year. And this has been, like, the thing that has kept me going for a lot of it. Um, I'm in a way better place in life now. But, like, I had some really rough times last year. And being, like... Okay, guy. On this week, I can look forward to something. Was really, really, really nice. Yeah. yeah. I love doing this. Thank you all for doing it with me. <laughs> Aww. So, yeah. yeah. You wanna um, you wanna give the the folks maybe a little little teaser of season two, Luke? Absolutely not. Hell yeah. <laughs> Perfect You're going to have to fucking wait like everyone else. Okay. Well, how about uh. <laughs> If we can't give a, a taste teaser season two, uh, Crystal, could you give the, uh, the listeners a taste of, of the greatest character in all of fiction? <laughs> oh, well, howdy, partner. It's me, Cactus Jack. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Yeah, so next week, we're going to do this same kind of show, but for rock. Uh, do a rock postmortem. After that, uh, season two is not starting immediately. We have um, uh, something else that we're go- putting up. Season two is starting properly. I think April eighteenth. Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna yeah, check I, the calendar. I, I, I think that I oh, think it's gonna depend uh, on exactly how long the thing we're we're doing in between turns the, out to be. Yeah, we're, we're the, planning the, the for plan four, is that we'll there's gonna happens. be four weeks of something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Can maybe that'll end up is, going or to does five it need weeks. Need to be a surprise. Uh, I I just kind of because it's Maxie's kind of running the show on that one. I want to let her announce it. All right, cool, cool. Can we say that you're playing a character? Well, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We're doing an RPG <laughs> that Maxie's GMing, uh, and I, yeah, I will. I, yeah, 
I will say that I am I am editing the thing that we're doing uh, in between, and apologies in advance for that. <laughs> no, yeah, that's the other thing. Um, I love this show, and I'm very proud of the work I've done with it. I can't fucking keep up with editing it every single week anymore. So going forward, Mike and Molly are going to be helping me edit, which will both give us more lead time and more time to work on it. Um, and like, now I guess really that's the only thing we're going to have more time to work on every episode, which should both make them better and, uh, keep anyone from burning out. So that's nice. My, uh, Google calendar won't load for some reason. So we're going to go with April 18th. That sounds about right. Mm -hmm. Uh, for the Patreon to be clear. Um, yeah, April 18th is a Sunday, so that's wrong. It doesn't matter. It'll be (laughs) mid-April when season two starts. That's what's important. Yeah. It, it'll it'll be six weeks after this goes up. That's all you just do the math from there. That sounds about right. Yeah, we haven't recorded any of it. So yeah, yeah, we're gonna start recording season two uh, in a couple weeks. Here, we need a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we're done until then, though. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let, let me nice. let, let me just give the the normal outro here. Uh, <clears throat> Idle on Pop is produced by Audio Entropy. You can find us at audioentropy.com as well as patreon.com slash idleonplaytest. You can follow us on Twitter at idleonplaytest. You can follow Ty at Sirius Tiberius, Fabby at Fabby underscore Garza, Zoe at Blankzilla, Mike at Mike Loves Rabbit, <laughs> Crystal at Arcane Crystal, and me, Luke, at SSJ Speed Racer. Idle on Pop will be back in five weeks. Uh, I already told you I don't know when that is. Uh, and a week after that for the free feed. See you then. I usually write that down so I don't. That was off the dome. Usually I like write it down so I can read it and make sure I don't trip over it at all. Yeah, let's get the fun. This is fine. I'll catch everybody. Yeah. I noticed the character <laughs> voice, it was <laughs> 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 <laughs>